Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. everybody welcome in to underground sports philadelphia episode number 404 it's kb and matt coming at you from underground studios we have the guy behind us from circa november 11th 2020 the james arden painting made his debut on the pod uh and i did tweet it at michael J, and he said i'm gonna have to paint another one <laughs> So we might have another James Harden painting, but that's the OG when he originally wanted to come to the Sixers. Yes. He was wearing a Rockets uniform and not his little sabbatical in Brooklyn. But you already know what the fuck is going on. We're talking <laughs> about James Harden being a Sixer. Uh, but before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen and allow us to just swoon over the fact that the bearded wonder James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. Main Auto LLC, Ducharm's Pro Foot. Ducharm's got to get some James Harden gear, and I got to talk to Crystal and see what we can uh, we can make happen. Uh, but Ducharm's Pro Foot, the place to be in South Jersey for all your sporting good needs. Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Super Bowl champion is rocking some Tomahawk shades. Tomahawk athlete Jameel Demby. Um, shout out to Jameel, Super Bowl champ. He's a Tomahawk shades athlete. Another one of his teammates is as well. Uh, and Tomahawk shades has been rocking with us now for two years almost. Uh, best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Get the sunglasses, the blue light glasses, everything in between. And use our promo code USP to get 25% off your entire order at tomahawkshades.com and the boys over at Kenwood Beer. I'm sure James Harden's going to have some Kennys once yes. it's time. Uh, Kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? Out of the deal zone nightmare into the, the bearded dream. <laughs> you know, That's where we're at now. James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. We talked last week and said... We felt about 40% sure yeah. that a, a trade was going to happen. I don't know what magnitude we felt it was going to happen at, uh, but James Harden is officially a Philadelphia 76er as well as some guy named Paul Millsap. Uh, poor Paul. Uh, now we have two Pauls on this team. I don't know if there's ever been two Pauls on the same Sixers roster at the same time, um, but James Harden is here. We trade. Our, we rid ourselves yes. of... Number 25. Cleansing. Who has now become a former Cartoon Network character with his New Jersey number in Brooklyn. Uh, Seth Curry, which I'm sure Thanksgiving this year is going to be just brilliant at Doc's house. Uh, Andre Drummond and two future first-round picks that I broke it down on our YouTube video uh, on our channel. So check out our YouTube channel as well. Subscribe there. I did like a quick hit reaction to the Harden trade. And 
we shouldn't even be really worried about these draft picks that we traded away. One is so far down the line that, like, I can't even think that far into yeah. the future. And you traded a guy who you got for Josh Richardson, who plays the same position as James Harden. A guy you signed this offseason to a vet minimum deal, who granted has probably been the best backup center, and I feel like we say this every single season now, been the best backup center Joel Embiid has had in his career. But if that's what it took to get it done for James Harden, you had to do that. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons was not playing basketball for you at all this season, and by all accounts was not going to play for you if he wasn't moved at the deadline. And who knows how far into the future he would have not played for you. So you really effectively traded and, and improved your team from upgraded from Seth Curry to James Harden. And yeah, you know, you, you give up your pick this year and in 2027, uh, 2027 is a, a long time away. Things can, can obviously change, but there's plenty of time, obviously, to make up other, other draft capital. And listen, you, you sell the picks when you feel like you have a chance to make a, a very clear upgrade on your roster. And Daryl Morey was pretty clear about how he wasn't going to make a trade that didn't you know, like dramatically improve the championship odds for the Sixers. I firmly believe that James Harden filling in the hole, the empty hole that has been left by by Ben Simmons, in, in like you ha you can't possibly sell me on this, and that's what's been like head banging on the wall, frustrating the last week now. Listening to like the coverage of this trade is like that James Harden is somehow not an upgrade on Ben Simmons, and that's what's like that's what has, has done everyone for a spin is because all we've heard for Ben Simmons entire career is how deeply flawed he is, how much he sucks, how unreliable he is. He can't operate a half court offense. Now, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden he's, he's God's this, gift to earth. He's this like perfect player, like unbelievable. And talent. if I'm not mistaken too, I remember Dom dug this up on Instagram, probably over the summer, maybe some, some account on Instagram posted Ben Simmons, like scouting report from when he was yeah. at LSU. And it was literally describing his personality traits, the way he functions, to a T right now during right. his NBA career. Yeah, the, I mean, one of the knocks of Ben coming into the NBA was that he didn't care. Um, and part of like people's evidence for that was him like leaving LSU halfway through the season, which ultimately I still don't think really matters. Like no. We know now, especially like guys now have the ability to not even have to go to college they can get paid immediately by going to like g league teams or there's there's overseas like new zealand leagues that they can go to and and you know break through the nba that way and that's going to be like the norm going forward so but there was like definitely question marks about his like actual commitment and his mm -hmm. mentality and and everything about that so i i just can't see it any other way that this is a, a big deal for the sixers because listen james harden is not the James Harden, like MVP 2018 James Harden, right? But like he is going to be from day one, the best playmaker that Joel Embiid has played with and is going to be like actually suited to play with him. Mm -hmm. He's going to be willing to defer to him and also take control of games too. Like they're, I think they're going to be an incredible pairing together. I think it does, it has to increase your championship. There's, there's no way I can be convinced that the Sixers do not today have like a, f a five six percent chance better mm -hmm. of winning an NBA championship this year than the, 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 this time last week. Like I love Seth Curry. I love what he brought to the team. He's fantastic. Um, Andre Drummond was like a, a good role player, but like you, you cash those guys in for someone of Harden's quality. Right. I don't care. Like I, I don't care if he's not MVP. I don't care if he's like he's not still in the his top prime. three player. He's an All Star still. Like he's still someone that's going to be like in contention for All NBA. Like that is still a player you want to acquire. And I have. In my mind, 
have every reason to believe he can get back to the level that he was like in his Houston days. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be again, like averaging 34 points a night on this team? Like at that level? No, but his usage rate is also not going to be 40%. Right. He's not going to be dependent on like he was for those Houston teams. I think that's something that people have really missed. Yes. Like athletically, he does look a little different, right? He doesn't look, have the same burst, all those things. I, I'm not going to pretend like James Harden this season has been some fantastic, fantastic player, like world beat or whatever. But when you consider the fact that his usage rate is lower, right? It's in the, it's like 28% this season, which is still pretty high, but like he's had to share the ball quite a bit with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving when he's felt like playing. He's been um, injured. He's been injured. Like they're there. And we know now too, that he was not happy in that situation right. because who would be, you have one of the guys that you thought you were going to be playing with full time in this situation. You feel like you, you get your way out of Houston. You end up on Brooklyn, which we also know is not his first choice, which we said, on right. this show, we said, and I still think we both feel this way, Tillman Fertitta needs to be investigated. He wasn't going to do a deal with 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 Daryl, with, with Daryl, whatever. That's the way it was. But he goes there. He teams up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I have to believe that they thought, just like how we felt, that that team was built to win a championship. And they probably do if they avoid like just like very unlucky timing of injuries last year. KD cut his toenails. <laughs> That and, and Kyrie turned his ankle in the playoffs. Uh, James Harden has that hamstring injury that he gets at the end of the regular season last year, which lingers into the playoffs. And here's what annoys me, too, is like, listen, James Harden has had his issues in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not been like the cl- he, like the clutch guy, whatever that means, right? He, he's yeah, had- we, we traded that guy to Brooklyn. <laughs> right. I, I Like, do, do people think that Ben Simmons was helping us win playoff games? Because he wasn't. Nope. The only thing Ben did well in the playoffs was defend. Which, yeah, we will miss, and I think that has to be discussed at least a little bit, that defensively the Sixers are, are not in the greatest place. And that was, like, my big caution about trading Ben Simmons um, was that already this team is not amazing defensively, right? And we don't have amazing defenders, like, all throughout the roster. And having Ben paired with Joel defensively was really, really nice to have. But James, like, played through, like, a very bad hamstring injury, mm-hmm. re-injured it, still tried to come back even as just a decoy in that Bucks series. And, like, I just don't get how you can question this commitment. Like, here's a guy willing to, like, risk, like, a career-altering injury, and Kyrie Irving can't be bothered to... Listen, we don't have to go down that road, right? But, like, we can all acknowledge that it's insane. That is an insane situation, and I think anyone would be pissed off in that in that scenario, where Kyrie is, is excused from the team for half the season, then just they allow him back in, everyone seems to just coddle him, and is, is fine with the fact that... Listen, whatever you want to say about the vaccine, whatever you want to, that discussion is, it, the whole other component of that is, is stupid and dumb to me. It's the same argument I had for the Phillies this year. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit what you read on Facebook or whatever about the vaccine, myocarditis, whatever. Dumb shit that's irrelevant and you need to do better research then. What it is to me on a pure athletic standpoint is you're willing to do everything in the offseason. You're willing to consult with nutritionists, with trainers. You're willing to get those stupid wristbands that improve your balance or whatever. Like you, will, you will do everything in your power. suction cups on your back. You will get suction cups. You will get massaged after and before every game. You'll go to saunas. You will eat right. You'll drink electric. Like you'll do all this stuff, all this Sit prep work baths. for a like a 1% gain. You'll watch hours of film for this like just that one edge that might win you something. And you refuse to get this one thing that can literally, literally define and change your season. If you get COVID, right? If, if you're not vaccinated and you have to stay out longer as a result, that could derail your season. I, from just purely that aspect, I think it's stupid and selfish. That's it. You know, whatever you want to say about the other component, 
I, I see no reason why James Harden would be a little pissed off about that. That I, It's like uh, the scene in Zoolander. It's like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, why is no one kind of pissed at this yeah. guy? Like, for all intents and purposes, no one within the Nets was like, really coming down hard on Kyrie for this stance. And by the way, this is not the first time that Kyrie has imploded a team. Everywhere he goes now, this mm-hmm. is this is a thing. Yet James Harden is like the villain the in all killer. of this. I can't believe it. I, I, I cannot believe that James Harden, listen, is he the perfect person? Is he like the picturesque? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is If you look up professionalism in the dictionary, is James Harden the like picture of it? Probably not. Right? Like, he, he's not a man without fault. Like, yes, this is his, his second time within a year that he wanted out on a team. I don't blame him for winning out on Houston in the original situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't really blame him for winning out of his no. Brooklyn situation. I, I, I blame him less for the Brooklyn situation than I do Houston. I, I just, I, I can totally see why he would be frustrated at that situation and, and won out. And, again, when the Sixers are still very interested, um, and that's, you know. His where guys he, are here. That's where he originally wanted to end up. It makes a ton of sense. And we were talking before the show, one thing that's really bothered me too is James Harden doesn't have an agent, so you're getting all these slam pieces about him that are just, like, it's so low, and, like, it just mm-hmm. sucks. Like, <laughs> he's just getting absolutely... This is another like, thing him and Joel have in common when they're raising the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's what I love about it, too, is, like, he's just getting raked over the coals, and it's, like, it's also, like, contradictory, right? Like, on one way, it's he wanted iso ball when he specifically said he didn't want to play that way anymore. Mm-hmm. He wanted more, like, a free-flowing game. And if one of his, you know, big teammates actually, like, was focused on playing basketball this season. By the way, they traded for James Harden last year because Kyrie Irving was taking just, like, leaves of absence. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's another thing that everyone's forgotten. The reason that they, like, were even more... Because this, like, when they made that trade in January of last year, there was a real discussion. This was not fake. This is not something that I'm just, like, dreaming up. There's a real discussion about Kyrie Irving's future in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, there was real talk about him walking away from the game of basketball. And we've all just forgotten that. And that's like, fuck, we need a, a third star now. Like, we have to go for James Harden. It's so stupid that we've just collectively zapped that from our minds, that we have zapped not just last year's playoffs, but every single playoff with Ben Simmons, and that at the end of the day, he's been an absolute liability on offense. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. In the Nets, those warts will be hidden a little bit. But again, I say it about the playoffs every year in the NBA. Whoever your your weakest link is on on both sides of the ball will be exposed at some point. Maybe not the first round, right? Maybe not. But even in the East, the first round can be very challenging mm-hmm. this year. We know that. But as you get later in the playoffs, when you face the best teams... Especially in the second round. Especially in the second round, people will pick on you. They will figure it out. We've lived it the last four years. 
Take it from me, a Sixers fan that had to defend this guy and watch him play. He gets figured out in the playoffs every single time. And if you're expecting it to change, you are, you're going to be disappointed. That's it. Point blank. I think he's a good fit with the Nets overall. Defensively, he's going to be able to do a lot of like good things for them. And I, I still think that's a team that can win a championship. 100%. Because anytime you have Kevin Durant on your team, mm-hmm. you have that chance. And I still think it's, a, it's still a talented roster. No doubt about it. But this idea that like <laughs> that James Harden is like this absolute bum, I, I just don't get it. Blows my mind. I, I, I don't get it. He's going to be a great fit here. I'm so excited to watch him play. Um, I, I tweeted that I, I think this is one of the biggest acquisitions a Philly sports team has made in like the modern era for mm-hmm. sure. Um, outside of Moses Malone, we've like we don't acquire MVPs. Yeah, like, we Sixers just, wise, absolutely. yeah, like Sixers wise, I, I, I Moses still has to be one because he actually wins a championship and and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like if if Harden's able to do that, God bless him. Uh, then he's in comfortably in that conversation. But like Bryce Harper is the only other guy that like really. And that was it's free agency. Any, I'd say right. Roy Halladay. Roy Halladay's up there too. But you know, like it's just. And I think Halladay me, was a, a situation where Toronto knew they weren't going to be winning anytime soon, so they were like, "Go finish out your career and and try to go win a championship." For me, the sick like, it's just rare for Philly sports to make a splash like this. They just don't like mm-hmm. for as, as very few times. It's it's rare that we get the free, especially agency. in our it's life. Very rare that we get like these big big trades. And we're on the good end of it. And listen, I, 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 can't, I can't get excited enough for, for finally having... It's going to be so nice because we've never had a player like James Harden, which not many teams have, but we've never had someone that can dribble, shoot, and pass. All those things. We've, we've had some guys that could do one, <laughs> some guys that could do like two. We've never had a guy... He's... Ex- He's exactly what we've asked for. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he, if he was like a wing, that's the only way that it gets better. Like We have asked for someone that in the last two minutes of a game can create his own shot and take the pressure off Embiid. He's, he's the guy that can create for others. He's one of the best assisters in the league. He's one of the best playmakers in the league. Like, come one of on. the best passers of all time. What are, like, what are we doing here when we're talking about James Harden and acting like he's this bad player? Yes, he's older. And maybe he's, he's gone down a level. He's still good enough to win yeah. you a championship. That's it. And I would say, like, before he went to D- Durant and, and Kyrie, Embiid's going to be one of his best players that he's ever played with. He's like, <laughs> And at that position is the best player right. he's ever played with. I just Like, um, think about the centers that he's played with. Right. The best one is Clint Capella. Yeah, like, you had, like, the Dwight Howard uh, situation, which didn't work out right. Um, yeah, and even and then, then and Dwight then was kind of in this weird limbo phase right. where he wasn't like this role player backup big. He was still trying to cling on to like his Orlando days. Right. I mean, no offense to Clint Capella, he's not Joel Embiid. No. And here's the thing too, like for the Sixers going forward, you now have created a real problem for defenses because mm-hmm. no one in the East really has like what it takes to limit Joel Embiid in a meaningful way. And now you actually have someone. Like, we depended so much on, like, Seth Curry last playoffs, right, to do what we're now going to be asking James Harden to do. Can we put this in perspective? This, like, Joel's best pick-and-roll option in his career was tail-end-of-career J.J. Redick. Right. Like, who is liking tweets about coming out of retirement to play one last time with Joel and James Harden. I, listen, I think James Harden's going to be great. The Sixers still have a long road ahead of them, though, because the East is challenging. Winning an NBA championship is hard. It's not easy to do. There's a reason that very few teams do it. There's a reason that 
if you don't have one of the top top players in the league it's it's virtually impossible so they still have to actually go out there and do it they're still like for me they're not like clear favorites in the east right like they're mm -hmm. they're still teams that are very challenging but you i will not be convinced that getting james harden is a bad thing for the sixers for this season especially i i just i i don't see it i don't see how you can make that argument um he's gonna improve this team and i i think you know the buyout market will obviously be crucial. You know, that's that's the next phase of all this. Um, and even beyond this season, right? Like you'll have an offseason now to, to maybe make moves, uh, you know, uh, trading and, and maybe in free agency, depending on what happens with, you know, any trades we make or any any acquisitions we make. Like, there's there's the clock is not like the next three months is all that matters because there still is a future with James Harden. And there's Joel a Embiid. three to four year window with this right iteration intact oh. but you've you've done exactly what we all wanted to in that you're not you're not just sitting back and watching Joel Embiid's MVP season in like vain mm -hmm. you're you've made a aggressive move to get him help now that could feasibly end in a championship like look at the team that just I know it's different sports but look at the team that just won the Super Bowl right they pushed their chips all in in the offseason to go get Matt Stafford they went and got Odell Beckham Jr. off the quote-unquote buyout market they got Von Miller in a trade, and they just won a Super Bowl. It's the same type of concept that the Sixers now have to go through where they got to go find their Odell. And is it going to be somebody who is, you know, that talented as Odell Beckham Jr.? No, because there's not going to be that type of player on the buyout market. But you need those ancillary pieces now to surround Harden, Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, who... Daryl Morey, what a god. Like, I know you and I were like, Coming to terms that, like, if Matisse got traded, it's going to happen. But the fact that we got to hold on to his defense, Danny Green's defense, and now you just have to kind of fill in the, the blank spaces left by Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, master class work. Yeah, I, th I think it's good. Uh, I love Darren Morey's bio uh, quote, and I think it very much sums up how I feel about this move, right? Opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. You do not get Joel Embiid at an MVP level every season. You just don't. Last season we got it and it wasn't able to go anywhere. I, I said two weeks ago, maybe even last week, if we talked about the the Sixers' future, this team could not win a championship in my eyes. I really, I, I did not see the way. Like besides Embiid going absolutely nuclear, or like Ben Simmons returning and just figuring it out, this team was not winning a championship. They were not making it out of the East. They just weren't. With James Harden, you have made that a reality. Like yep. you, you genuinely have, I, and that's it. <laughs> that's and that's the story. Doesn't mean they will, but you have given yourself a much better chance by doing so because have, you Embiid alone was not carrying this team to the title. He wasn't. Has anyone seen James Harden this happy as well over the last couple of years? Because I don't think so. I've never seen that man smiling the way he has since he was in Houston. I just i I think he's great. I love him, and I he's I can't so wait to watch. Genuinely him play. happy to be here. He genuinely enjoys the guys that are on this team. And I think he went to the Bryce Harper Pandering School 101 of Philadelphia oh, yeah. athletes, and it must just be feed a, it to me. It must be just like a memo that you get a pad folio when you sign for any Philly sports team. Just like here's like the things to say in an interview to get people excited. He's gonna show up to the first game that he plays in, which I think people are speculating is gonna be like March 2nd, which is a Wednesday, which will be very fun for us. Um, he's gonna wear Bryce Harper's fanatic jacket that is lined with all the pictures of the fanatic, uh, just to really hone in that he he graduated from pandering school 101 for philadelphia sports fans yeah so um it seems like it's going to come after the uh, the all-star break right um he has 
still a, a hamstring injury. If you know, could legitimately be a hamstring injury, and you obviously don't want to risk that at all. Um, yeah, I haven't seen like clearly like when exactly we'll we'll see him back. Um, sometime after the All Star break is is what we're looking at. He did get a process introduction though last night, right? Which a nice uh, I don't, fifty actually, gazillion actually, I don't point think, blow. I don't think the Sixers played last night, Kyle. I don't think that game happened. I think we can just wipe that from the memory. <laughs> That one doesn't have to hurt us anymore. <laughs> Absolutely uh, impeccable. Good, good luck. Uh, good luck uh, fouling this team, though, because now your two best uh, stars shoot like mid eighty percent at like shooting seven to twelve free throws a game. So enjoy that. Have fun. You, you can't. You can't hack a, a Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say for for the record, I think it's absolutely insane what people have how people have retcon Ben Simmons. Oh my here. god! It's I was insane. ready to get into this. It's absolutely insane to me. Listen. This is going to be the last time I talk about Ben Simmons on this podcast because he's not our player anymore, so I don't not have to care problem. about him. I, do, I don't have to defend him anymore. But listen, the guy shot 34% in a playoff series that like we absolutely had to win last year to get to what was a, the smoothest ride we could have feasibly had to a conference finals, maybe ever. Truly. You're never going to get a better opportunity to have made at least a conference finals like we had last season. It's ridiculous. He was getting intentionally fouled time and time again and could not do it, could not figure it out. And that's not the, fir- not the first time. He's constantly, constantly refused to improve his game. And we have backed and supported him every single time. And I said this, and I still believe it to be true. If he had just showed up and played this year by this time this season, when if he had played, we probably would have been the one seed in the East. Mm-hmm. No one, no one would be talking about it anymore. We would, it would have been water under the bridge. We would have been supporting him again still because that's what we do. That's what we do. We support our players. Right or wrong, thick or thin, we do it. We just do. It would have all been f- not quite forgiven, but it certainly would not have been the last like, vitriol still. And that's it. Like I, I just think it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that, again, like Philly fans are somehow <laughs> being beaten with some stick here when – Again, just look up the clip of the guy encouraging Ben Simmons in the crowd that he can do it. You can shoot that free throw, Ben. It's ridiculous. Uh, the the, you know, I'll just say this: he's gonna fit very nicely to Kyrie Irving, who also gets coddled by these people because they're afraid to. They pull punches all the time with this stuff because they don't want to lose access. But I'll say it: he's a fraud. That's it, and I, it's fool's gold at its best. He turns it on occasionally. You'll see, it, you'll see it for a month. You'll see Ben Simmons at his best. And that is so frustrating about him because we've seen it. We've seen him actually be aggressive, and it looks great. And you're like, damn, why can't we get this all the time? And it just it comes and goes. It is ethereal. No one understands it. So I'm glad that it is someone Well, in Ben Simmons' now. case, it's ethereum. <laughs> Listen, is there any chance still that like, the Nets like go on and, and win a championship this year? Whatever. Yeah. There is like that, and that's the reality. Like Ben Simmons, in a very disgusting, perverse universe, could have an NBA championship before Joel Embiid, and that's not fair or just in no. any sense. But um, it's a good fit for him. The Nets are still a scary team. The East is still challenging. Um, but I'm so glad I don't have to rationalize or watch Ben Simmons and pretend like in the playoffs that oh we can figure it out. No, it's it was so not cute our watching anymore. quote unquote Nets fans uh, tweeting. 2016 summer league clips this week yeah that's that was embarrassing that is just that's a bad look you, you don't wanna, look you don't want to be doing that so silly uh um, if if any what's crazy is that was the best he ever shot it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i 
is the best he ever looked. And that's the Ben you don't get. Nope. And I, and no matter what, it's going to be five on four in the playoffs. It's going to be five on four when in the playoffs. you got Kevin Durant, anything can happen. But I just... All right, five on four and a half. <laughs> I just... I, I, I can't believe that, like, all of a sudden Ben Simmons is, like, this great piece. And it's and, and, all these, like, typically respectable national media members like Dan Lebitard, like Mina Kimes, all these people, like coddling Ben Simmons, like, giving the woe is me speech. Like, Dan Lebitard said, I, I gotta look up what the the episode of his podcast was that came out today, because if you didn't see it, you're probably gonna piss your pants laughing. I just think it's, it's listen, Ben Simmons was the, like, proverbial NBA punching bag his entire career. Everyone! <laughs> and the, the, here's the thing, Sixers fans know it the best because we had to listen to it and defend it all the time. <laughs> Everyone was constantly dogging Ben for his inability to produce in the playoffs, for his inability to shoot. I, I can remember the one-point game in the playoffs. <laughs> like, why? We, he got absolutely torched by the Celtics in that second-round series. Got absolutely taken out of the entire series, every single game he played, and we had to listen to it. And those same people that were firing off jokes then, that were making fun of Ben Simmons since then, have now, like, Turn the table on us. All of a sudden, we're we're awful people for what we did to Ben Simmons. How were the cause of his mental health issues? Because we because people said something mean to him on Twitter. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You ready for this one? This is the the title of the Dan Lebitard show. Local hour war with Philadelphia. Dan wants to go to war with the city of brotherly love. And the graphic is John Collins putting Joel Embiid in a chokehold that wasn't called a foul in the playoffs last year, and a picture of Jaleel Okafor sitting on his ass. <laughs> like, what are we doing? It's stupid. He said he hopes that Ben Simmons comes back to to Philadelphia and eviscerates Joel Embiid. Good luck with he that, pal. Won't. That's the thing too. Is like they're. It's so insane because they're deluding themselves the way that we deluded ben, ourselves about Ben Simmons yep. this entire time. Like, oh. After his rookie season, what was it? Wow, that was impressive and amazing. And it didn't end well, but if he comes back, works on his shooting, this could be the best player in the league. Like what? And he, since then, nothing. Zero improvement. The only thing, the only thing he improved in his time being in the league as a defender. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the only improvement that he's had over the course of his entire career. He's not done a single thing better. Nothing. This is a 37-second a clip from... Dan declares war on Philadelphia. Sounds like the most It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia title ever. Philadelphia sports fans. Uh, I am now inspired to take our little underdog spaceship, a national show that sometimes says that thing, and I am ready for all of us to go to war with the city of Philadelphia. Done. There were so many Philadelphia sports fans hammering me last night hammering our show because I just said I want the fun of Ben Simmons hating Philadelphia and Philadelphia hating Ben Simmons back. I have said that Philadelphia is cruel and Philadelphia says, no, I'm not. Fuck you by Twitter. We're not cruel. <laughs> you spray on your hair. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet 
doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. All of that. Like, I get Lebitard's a Miami Heat fan. Right. But let's also not forget Lebitard's producer lost his fucking mind on the air last year <laughs> when the Heat were in the, the bubble finals and the Sixers got swept out of the first round. Because Ben Simmons had a back injury, by the way. You're which right. Which he claimed to have had in October uh, and that it wasn't, he wasn't injured anymore. But something is not brought up at all. This is Never. That he, he faked an injury this season. Whatever it is about his mental health, I won't touch Whatever. it. Done with that. But the dude tried to fake a back injury and not play this season, and no one has discussed that at all. It's stupid and tra- very transparent in my mind. I'm not worried about what the national media says anymore because they've always hated Philadelphia sports fans. Yep. And this I'm is not all for to, them to, to drive like the, ratings. I'm not trying to be the martyr on the cross and be like, well, Philly fans always – listen, no. are Philly fans maybe like more aggressive and more vocal and perhaps vulgar than other fans? I'm willing to sure. believe that very well could be the case. But I've also had to listen to every single broadcast ever <laughs> somehow wind its way back to throwing snowballs at Santa Claus 60 and years batteries ago. batteries at JD bat- Like, I'm tired of hearing about it. Which, wasn't a, a, a fan just killed at a Rams game, a Rams 49ers game, <laughs> like, two weeks ago? Like, what are we doing? I, like, it's, it's unbelievable. The Knicks boo their team every single game. And no one says anything about that. They're passionate. In New York. Bing bong. It's just stupid. It's so it's so transparent. It's all for them too. to just drive ratings because know. they know that the the typical run of the mill Philadelphia fan will defend it, defend and it, go back them. at it. What's, and what's drive here's what's frustrating about it because like okay like everything about sports, especially in like any North American sports league, is very sanitized now mm-hmm. and like family friendly and packaged commercially. Would you not like do these people like not love the romanticism of sports like? Having your heart broken by sports or also like finally feeling like the Eagles did in 2017, like winning a Super Bowl, like something you've wanted your entire life and seeing it achieved in front of you. That like, has spanned generations. Like the, like the realism of it all. I'm not like saying that to excuse like any like bad behavior by any sports fan, let alone like Philly fans, but like there's something nice about the fact that like, yeah, Philly sports fans care. They mm-hmm. care about their teams too much. Like, they, And there's, there's very few fan bases that are that way. It's just... It's so frustrating because it's like I don't I don't know what these people want. Like, do they they want like real honest people like rooting for these teams, or they just want it to be like corporate uh, box office people? And like, it's the Super Bowl where it's just like right. half the people there are j- just there because they want to flex their wealth. Like, I what do you want? Do you want it to be like in every man's game still, or do you want it to just solely be for white collar crowds to like? take out their buddies to try and cinch the deal on some new fucking $500 million. That'll have a 30-second Super Bowl ad. It's it's stupid. It's so stupid, and I I just don't get it. Now, I will say, do I want Sixers-Nets to turn into a rivalry that... I don't care about the Nets. They're a stolen franchise. That's something no one else talks about either. I literally... And here's the thing. No one fucking cares about the Nets. No, they don't. In New York City, the biggest media market in the country, (laughs) no one talks about them. They're still talking about the Knicks and the Rangers. Don't care. 
And and they're very lucky that baseball's on a lockout because maybe that'll be the reason they do get some coverage in the spring. But that's it. The the Nets are not like some like powerhouse of media. No. Maybe in twenty years, right? Because they'll have this like nice generation where all the eight and nine year olds in Brooklyn now love Kevin Durant and they'll grow up and be Nets fans. But like no one cared when they were in New Jersey either. <laughs> not they probably wealth. cared more when they were in New Jersey because they, they, they actually did, had a it, fun core. But they were still not like a well-followed no. team. And all of a sudden they go to Brooklyn. It's and the same type of fo- – they follow for the players. Right. When they were in New Jersey, people followed for Richard Jefferson, Vince Carter, and Jason Kidd. I could not care less about the Brooklyn Nets. I really couldn't. Are they Are they a great team as currently constructed? Yes. But, like, historically they mean absolutely nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. TV-wise, though, it will be fun. It will be fun. The, the narrative That's what I want. Insane. I want the fun, I, like, narrative listen, rivalry. I will echo what Ben Simmons said about March 10th. I sure hope so. I hope so. I sure hope so. Because here's the thing, is every single person is going to say, wow, you know, Ben's going to go in there. What a redemption story. And it's like they've never watched a Ben Simmons game in their life. Nope. Anytime this dude has had any amount of pressure or adversity in a game to face, he's failed. He has failed. He got trolled by the official Wendy's account. Every single time he has failed. He shot 33, 33% from the line, the free throw line. There are people in the NBA that would shoot it better from the three-point line contested with a hand in their face. It's ridiculous and indefensible. He got trolled by the official Wendy's account, replying to the Wells Fargo's. Fifteen for forty-five. That's what that's what he shot in the Hawk series from the line. Breaks down to a four for four for me. Fifteen, <laughs> 15, <laughs> 15 to forty-five. You're welcome for the free ad, Wendy's. Um, but tell me more. Tell me more that he's gonna eviscerate, eviscerate Joel Embiid. Yeah, like, get out of here with that. Like Joel Embiid's the MVP. Maybe in Call of Duty. <laughs> Maybe in Call of Duty. Well, it's PUBG for him. PUBG, whatever it is. Simo the Savage. Uh, and I, I just don't understand the people that are just, like, freaking out and losing their minds that we traded Seth Curry either. It sucks. Like, would, it would've... sucks, yes, and, like, Seth was a very good player for us, but people were, like, losing their minds during his debut when he was, you know, shooting the lights out of the arena. That's going to happen. It's He's, he's statistically one of, if not the best three-point shooter in NBA history. We had a serious discussion earlier this season that Seth Curry might be our second-best player. Right. <laughs> like, he's good. There's no doubt about it. But listen, At James Harden's better. I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to have that. I, it's like having a difficult conversation with, like, a younger member of your family. You don't want to hurt their feelings because it's like you're asking a fine question but there's a very obvious answer and I'm not trying to overstep my bounds here, but I need to explain to you clearly and concisely. And I don't know how else to say it other than just bluntly saying it. James Harden is a better player than Seth Curry. And that is effectively the upgrade that we've made. So I'm sorry that Seth Curry, who I loved as well, is not on the team anymore, but I would trade him a hundred times over for James Harden. In fact, his own father-in-law Co-signed just did it, it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what and i get and tell you what seth curry's gonna be fine yep it's gonna be fine uh now obviously the the buyout market is where our eyes go to uh the buyout slop as Trillbro dude would say does it feel like it's taken a while for the buyout market to kind of 
get going or am I just like it always takes like after the all-star break uh that's when like teams like really reassess and that's when people have like season ending surgeries and stuff uh you've seen some of that already so I I would expect like early March you know is when you're going to start seeing some of those buyouts like actually materialize you've already seen like Dragic uh you know they've come to some mm-hmm. agreement and we'll see where he ends up I don't think the Sixers really in the like running for the him. Bulls yeah like we'll we'll see where he goes like the Lakers are going to be in for every single buyout player, um, which is going to be a, a challenge to, to contend with for sure. But um, it usually takes like a, I would say like a, another week is where we'll have a lot more clarity on that. But Quite honestly, though, when it comes to the Lakers and this whole buyout thing, it's it's LeBron, it's AD, everything. But like you see the situation they're in right now, like there's so much like just like toxic discussion around them yeah, and like. The, the front office basically saying, this is the bed you chose to lay in, so go yeah. fix it yourself. Like, if I'm, uh you know, being bought out or I'm a free agent right now vying to get on a, a spot for a playoff team, I'm looking at the East right now, at least, you know, the the top-tier teams, whether it's, it's the Bucks, it's the Sixers, LA, the Nets. It's the Lakers, and you're playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and you can convince And I'm yourself. sure there's going to be people, like players, that look at it that way. But I also feel like there's going to be players that are like, I want to win a championship. I think you could you could convince yourself that you go there and you play with LeBron and you can win a champion. Like I, I really think you, you, I, you can't underestimate the pool of LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. For sure, you can't. Hundred percent. It is it is the siren song from which all men must float towards. It is. It's a meat grinder, and people walk into it every day. So. Do you think J.J. Reddick's coming out of retirement? No. He loves podcasting. <laughs> he loves trolling. He loves and, podcasting him and too much. Uh, who are you setting your eyes on, though, buyout market-wise? It's hard to say because we don't have the guys there. Uh, it's actually, like, purse through. Ideally, the profile is probably, like, if there's a, a, a big out there that makes sense, that would be good for the, the rest of the season, right? Um could definitely use with someone who's a defender like a versatile wing defender that would be great but that's also you know what everyone needs um james ennis is still out there so you know reunite (laughs) with the sixers would be great um so we'll see what happens like we'll, we'll have to see where uh like what decision teams make before we like actually start to get in contention. I see you looking up Tyreek Evans. He just got reinstated. I just don't see it happening. Um, I saw our our good pal Zoe said, bring Big Meek home. (laughs) Tyreek Evans, man, what an amazing story. uh, What an amazing story. Like, he had, like, an insane rookie season. Like, (laughs) and just since then, it's never, never quite, uh, never quite hit the heights again. But, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see in the next week, guys, that, uh, that makes sense. I wish we had made one more, like, margins deal. Yes. I was, I was kind of hoping for that. Um, not that I'm upset by the deals that we, we did make, but I was hoping for, like, one more, like, depth piece, uh, some, like, smaller trade. You saw some of the moves that other, other teams made, like, uh, Raptors got Thad Young. Like, I think, you know, that's... those the are the types got DeAndre Bembry. Of, like, those are the types of deals that I thought, that'd be kind of nice. That would have been nice. Willie Carly-Stein? <laughs> Remember when those were the rumors? Yeah. Well, they, you know, don't forget that people want us to trade uh, Ben Simmons for Willie Cauley-Stein in a second-round pick like four weeks ago. So, Absolutely insane. Were you, su- were you surprised by any of the moves outside of 
us, obviously, at the deadline. Uh, I still think Halliburton not being with the Kings is surprising to me just because he's, like, such a he young He seems beast. pissed. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's, <laughs> the Kings have looked pretty all right, <laughs> and they made, uh, they made some other moves as well, so... I was shocked that they got uh, the big ragu. Yeah, they're. <laughs> I. There's nothing that like surprised me. Um, I I would say like McCollum being a pelican though was fascinating. We're gonna, Did like, you read his uh. His story he put out on was it the uninterrupted? I think it was the Players Tribune, right? He yeah, wrote, one like, of the piece, two. It was so well written. Like he's like could, a journalist. Yeah, guy. he's like, great. Like, but reading it, like, you could tell, like, there's no ghostwriter here. This is CJ writing oh, this. Yeah. And it was so just, like, I got lost in that piece. It was really well written. And just, it painted, like, an awesome, like, recap of his entire time in Portland. Yeah, he's, uh, that's, New Orleans situation is interesting because now you all have this extra Zion stuff about how he's, he might need another surgery on his foot. Um, we'll see how, like, his recovery goes. But, they have an interesting future, but it's it's strange because like McCollum is not really like the right age pairing with mm-hmm. Zion. Like he's in his prime now, whereas Zion and Brendan Ingram are, are probably still like Zion. We don't know when he's going to play again, and Brendan Ingram still has like his best basketball ahead of him, um, which makes like the Lonzo thing this past year like kind of so strange weird. because I I don't know I I'm just fascinated by uh by them and I'm fascinated by the Pacers as well now for their future I think they could be going in a, a real positive direction, um, the uh, <laughs> the Celtics somehow getting Daniel Theus back on the team is uh is is amazing. That was Tice, that sorry. was one of the weirdest trades as well. Brad Stevens loves him, and the fact that move heaven and earth to get him back, goofball freedom got waved immediately too it's just he's hilarious he is free to go anywhere else <laughs> did you see i saw a, one of the cpac memes it's like when enos Cantor freedom gets invited to speak at the cpac and jonathan isaac was right there <laughs> yikes hey i mean we could bring back uh the guy from the graphic on the dan levitard show julia okafor is out there is he still vegan? I don't know. <laughs> vegan jaw. I was thinking about that today, you know, because it's kind of at the end of an era for Ben Simmons being gone. Yeah. Um, Joel Embiid's the only guy that we tanked for that is that we've retained. Best of the bunch by a margin, but kind of uh, kind of a strange – it's a strange close to that period. It feels very different now because mm-hmm. now, you know, you, you, you whiff on Jaleel, faults, Lord knows, and now hey, Ben respect, is gone. Though. Yeah, the faults I have no issue with, but it's just, you know. Especially after he did that and interview and yeah. was like, yeah, I, I, it wasn't the fans or anything like that. It was. No ill will to, to, no. towards faults. It's just, you know, you had all these high picks mm-hmm. and that's how it God goes. Bless Mike God bless Mike Muscala. God bless Mike Muscala. Would you bring him back if he gets bought out by <laughs> OKC? Uh, purely as like. I feel like it's a, it's a rite of passage. Let him just sit courtside, you know, like let him. He's got to keep the hair. Give him like the the free bar service. Let him drink on the bench. I don't. He's care. the guy that has the frosty cut out. Yeah, yeah. Let him let him be like the the Sixers. Uh, like uh, what do they call the the guys that do like the like the backflips in oh, like, yeah, between the... like quarters and stuff. <laughs> the like Zoom crew or yeah. whatever. Like let him let him do that. 
Hold, let him hold the springboard <laughs> while someone does like a 720 triple somersault. Yeah, I mean... Be the Franklin intern. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes back and he's hip-hop. I respect it. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer. Upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. We went like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just super pumped to finally see James Harden in a Sixers uniform. How do you feel about the number one? It's good. It's a good number. Um, I don't have any, like, feelings one way or the other about the number one. Uh, so that's good. Last person I remember wearing is Dallin Bear? I think you're right, but it, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm seriously considering a, a, a James Harden jersey. Um, with the the spectrum, yeah, I I I think that might have to find its way into my shopping cart. We are also working on something with a very talented artist, potential giveaway. Mm. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But um, yeah, I can't think of anybody else who wore number one like recently. Not off the top of my head. Landry Shamit and Drummond wore it. Oh, duh. Oh yeah, Mike Scott. Which today is uh, the, the? Oh wow! What a it's the crew. What a Molly it's the process. Crew. No, th- that makes so much like makes it so much better that this is like the process sixer number. Wow. Samuel Dallenbear obviously like had his run in the jersey, and then it was Swaggy P, Michael Carter Williams, Javale McGee, Glenn Robinson the third in 2015, Ish Smith, Tony Rowe, and T.J. McConnell, Justin Anderson, Mike Scott, Landry Shamit. Andre Drummond. I, you know, not going to lie. Number one is the process number. I, I had blanked a lot of those out of my mind. Most of the 2014 to 2016 <laughs> guys, not not fresh within me. And I totally forgot TJ Ward because he switched to 12, like, almost immediately. Yeah. Wow. That we officially are, we are first to discover that number one is the pro- And it makes so much sense now that James Harden is wearing number one. <laughs> He's bookending the whole thing. Obviously couldn't it. wear 13 because retired, but number one is officially the process number. You'd love to see That's it. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, yeah, past the Jersey analytics eye test for me. I loved it. 
Also today, as we record this on the 16th, is uh, Mike Scott Day for us when he showed up to his uh, All-Star Game watch party rocking our merch. So shout out to the guy. Mike Scott, wherever you are, I hope you're having a good one. I just, I love how he just kind of like soft retired almost. Like yeah. didn't officially retire, but he's just like living Man. the dream. Good for him. Uh, see the uh, Philadelphia Union new kits? I it did. To bring that up to you. People are uh I gotta say, I have mixed feelings. Controversial uh, with with a lot of people because it is a it's a departure from what has been like the classic Union uh, Union jersey. Mm-hmm. I personally like it. Um, here's the thing with the MLS is a lot of the jerseys are like very template, mm-hmm. and that's why the uh, those like electric blue ones from a few seasons ago now are are like so revered and loved because like just in the MLS you don't like see a lot of. Uh, of dissimilarity like most of most of everything looks the same i think they look clean i get why people are upset though um because you know there 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 was a tradition and i i get that sometimes that can be uh for a fan you know people can get attached to that and and want it to remain the same but uh for me i like it i think it looks very nice i just think it would look nice in in the old style but um I think they look very clean, and I, I'm I looking. I can't even think of what the old style even. Like, it's like the uh, like three like stripe in the uh, the front. Okay, uh, yeah. Like, it's I, I there's a term for it that I can't like think of off the top of my mm-hmm. head. Um, but like last year too, like they had like the the three stripe on the uh, on the like shoulder, like okay. every MLS team had, um, like this with like okay. the, the, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. the thick chevron essentially like now down that I'm in the looking, middle i like the new one even more now yeah like it's it's kind of like how the only what i would compare this to is like when a lot of like nba teams now like go with like the very just circular plane logo mm-hmm. because it like just works better with like branding and marketing and on merch and stuff i think that's why people are upset about this because it kind of like this is like the style so to speak so i think people are just kind of upset that uh you know you're kind of de- leaving uh you know in their mind, a part of the past, but I don't know. I think it, I, I think like it looks this clean. now. Looking at it more and more, and kind of like getting it like seen on some of the player. I like the lightning bolt on the back. Yeah, yeah. Should have a good year. I'm a big fan. I like it a lot. Plus, I like how they've incorporated like the light blue over the past couple of years now too, to yeah. be like that third color. Um, I like the gold sponsor logo on the front too. I think that looks so much better than having like well, the it's, actual it's funny because in soccer usually the gold like as like a, a a color is like whatever but like usually even like the sponsors or like the the crest itself having it in gold usually delineates that you were the previous season's champion like people do that a lot like if you have like a league patch on the side mm-hmm. you usually be like gold plated um some teams will do like uh, if you won, like, the Champions League or something, or a Champions League of your own, like, continent, they'll, like, ha- incorporate golds into the jersey in some it's way. similar to, like, to what the uh, the Premier Lacrosse League does. Right. Now, too. Like, the back uh, patch, they kind of, like, took soccer and the NBA almost, where mm-hmm. they make the, the PLL logos gold, and then they put a crown on the top. So it's kind of like how the NBA right. jerseys have, like, the, the amount of trophies you've won and that kind of thing. So it's just funny. Like, it's, it's funny nice to see, like, in, in golds. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Hey, I'm ex- I'm excited about their season. They kick off February 26th, so I'm looking forward to it. So this is the home kit. Yeah. What else stays in the rotation now? I don't know. I haven't kept up with like all the uh, the jersey releases because uh, I just haven't. 
so I, I don't know what, like what else is uh, is in store. I don't. I, I believe they're still keeping the uh, the lightning bolt ones. Okay. They like the electric blue. That's all I was blue. worried about. I'm, I'm pretty. That jersey's phenomenal. Reasonably certain those are still in in the rotation, which is important because those are like some of my favorites. Uh, that's another one that has to find its way to my uh, my shopping yeah. cart. I need a Casper jersey with that. Well, Casper is a. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Casper's not. He's he's in Chicago now, baby. Oh, like, word. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, that makes it even better because whenever I get jerseys of guys, they end up getting traded anyway. So I always look to get yeah. either old players. I just or... I'm sad that you had to fight out this way. Hey, it's totally fine. We have uh we have a new guy. It's uh it's Mikhail Yor. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly because I haven't heard it uh, actually announced. Um, that's our our new like striker we also lost uh montero as well no longer on the team so but there was issues with him last season apparently wasn't getting along with uh with the system or the coach or, or whatever the actual issue was not not quite clear on that but there's been some change with the union which is interesting because you know obviously those two players big part of the last two seasons and success so some holes to fill but Gotta, makes gotta it even better for they, me. Uh... Like I have a fanatic Philly jersey because <laughs> the fanatic ain't going anywhere. That's even though true. he did for a hot minute. Yeah, I was gonna shout say, out to the OG I, I don't fanatic. Know you can actually say that OG fanatic return underground sports Philadelphia Hall of Famer. Um, but like I have the most random jerseys and my run of Eagles jerseys that I got and then they were immediately gone. Like David Akers, To. Those are great ones to have. Though. Asante Samuel. That's you know, like it does suck Brian when you have one and they leave. But it's so Deshaun nice. Jackson. It's so nice having ones, especially oh, yeah. of like iconic players. It's yeah. like all right, like because you can like you'll have that and never really get upset. Right. It does suck when they like if it's like a bust or you know yeah. someone that you end up hating. But um, yeah, I it, do have. Nice. You remember back when the Flyers were wearing like the uh, or they released like the kind of like long sleeve blackout but it was like the orange yeah. highlight right as jvr was coming back because jvr has been my guy i got a number 21 jvr jersey like that off ebay and i was like all right perfect i don't have to spend 200 gazillion dollars <laughs> on a new flyers jersey i got this one for 37 dollars on ebay with the tag still on it hey man that's the way you got to play the game sometimes um trying to think if anything else has popped up over the past couple of days a, just I mean, the Super Bowl, you know? Just the Rams yeah, winning it. Uh, we were pulling so hard for the Bengals. <laughs> what big, a biggest joy we have is Jameel, Super right. Bowl champ. Absolutely. I've been talking with him. We're going to have him on the show at some point once all of his festivities are over right. remote. And then when he comes home, he's going to be in studio as well again. So maybe he'll bring the ring. <laughs> That'd be nice. See how that all goes down. Um, the other thing i saw was uh you know oh that's right baseball's not happening yeah baseball like pitchers and catchers were supposed to report yesterday yeah um philly's minor leaguers are in clear war bummer dude i uh, yeah, it's so it sucks because obviously so my wife's birthday is coming up soon so normally an easy gift is like some new phillies apparel and tickets to a phillies game she loves the phillies baseball's her favorite off the table for me and I floated a union idea, got a mixed response. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to sort I've that out. You know what's hilarious? Never Since been we've been talking about the. I've never been to. A, I've been to, to the. That. I've been to the stadium, 
and it's been to cover two Premier Lacrosse League games. It's but I've such never a nice a stadium game. too. It's beautiful. It's, such, it's like one of the most unique backdrops as yes. well. Like under the bridge, like I don't know. I think that's pretty sick. I think it's a gorgeous stadium. It is. It is really nice. It's a, it's a really good day out. So we'll have yeah. to change that. We'll have to we'll have to make it to one. But I don't yeah. know if you've seen Duani's uh, James Harden art. It's beautiful. She's great work. She's unreal. Great work. Um, sucks, dude. No Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> no, no baseball, man. It's, it's the same just... for my nephew too. We usually get him tickets and take him to a like the first dollar dog night or mm-hmm. something, and let him just pig out. But damn it, just it just like I I hope we just don't lose the whole season. But it's not already like you're gonna have a delayed start. Like if they come to agreement today, it's not. It's probably still not starting on time. Yeah, you so. still have like weeks to ramp up and right because normally again like people are, are reporting today like you have to think of all the logistics that go into like getting everyone to florida all the staff all the equipment all those things like that needs to be planned weeks if not months in advance just you don't flip a switch on those things like it just sucks dude it, it sucks that you know billionaires get in the way of us enjoying the sport and letting these guys play like that's what, that's all it is oh this is beautiful speaking of baseball Juan Soto saying, fuck you to the Nationals. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, speaking of, of the Nets, Ryan Zimmerman, gone. Gone. I'm tired. See ya. See ya. <laughs> no, what a career, though. Hey, seriously, great player. Just, just a Phillies killer. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, literally, I'm, you know, enjoy your retirement. Yes. Do not come back. <laughs> Unless it's just like the Phillies. Hey, Freddie Freeman, coach. why don't you, uh. <laughs> you want to follow up? <laughs> Man, I think you'd really just earn time to yourself. I think you really spent some time with your family. And then uh, Super Bowl-wise, too, did you see the, the Rams parade route? Sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just, like, I genuinely felt bad for those players that that was – I mean, their parade's probably still not over because of L.A. traffic and how long it probably is going to take to go through that, that little short run. But what a what an abysmal parade route. Like, you couldn't circle around the Coliseum at least once, like – I was blown away that that was like the decision to be had there. Listen, all I'm, I'm going to say is that uh, there will be no other parade quite like the Eagles parade. That's it. I mean, the two parades we've had over this century in Philadelphia for the four major sports were two of the best in those respective sports. Right. Like the Phillies parade was unreal. And then that Eagles parade set a new precedent higher than any football team will ever be able to achieve also football wise does not look like uh deshaun watson's coming to philadelphia maybe for the best good thing there but you know where <laughs> one of the rumored teams that he wants to go is uh just adds more fuel to the fire of hating this franchise minnesota vikings oh god you know it's crazy he'd be amazing there like yeah. forget all the like uh, the very obvious just caveats on the field the, the off the field stuff but like just purely him, Justin him. Jefferson, because listen, there's no justice in the world, so he will probably be playing NFL football <laughs> next year. He'll uh, probably get suspended for a year, if that. Who knows? And then he'll he'll fight it, so then he'll be able to play throughout the suspension. That would suck. Oh, my last thing that I wanted to bring up: Does it feel weird that like outside of the Super Bowl, it's felt like there's been like little to no Olympics coverage? So the Winter Olympics are just tough because so many of the sports are, like, inaccessible to most people, whereas, like, I feel like Summer Olympics, 
like like field hockey, mm-hmm. soccer, gymnastics, like all these things people have like played. They've swam before. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like Winter Olympics is like very. It's a lot more niche. People love curling. I'll say that. But yeah, the the coverage is not. And I don't know if that's just doesn't like meet the standard. Us obviously being in the U.S. Right. Like NBC didn't send people to uh to China for the Olympics. Like it's all being covered remote. Right, which um, doesn't help, no. for sure. It just feels weird, because, like, when the Winter Olympics typically roll around, it's like everybody's all locked in on, like, you know, figure skating. They're locked in right. on curling. And, like, everybody tunes in for hockey because they know it's not the NHL players. So it's like, oh, let's see what the young guns can do. Right. Which, my I mean, My, like... It's just they're not as engaging to me, personally, the winter sports. I'll, like... I'll throw them on, like, whatever. It's the same with, like, the Summer Olympics. Like, if I'm home and I see... Because we have, uh, like, this, like, peacock device, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so I'll just, like... It shows me, like, hey, this is on. I'll just put it on and, and have it as background noise. But it's just something about the Summer Olympics. I don't know. I think it's also because summer's the better season. <laughs> um, they did I, say that the Super Bowl happening on NBC drove up ratings for the Olympics, so which they is have good. It, they call it, like, the Super Gold sunday or something mm-hmm. because you have like the olympics and nbc purposely switched years. so i i heard this that apparently too like the nfl has some like deal where like you can't have like competing uh it needs it essentially needs to be nbc because they can't like have competing uh like broadcasts mm-hmm. with the olympics when every every four years when it's on for the for the super bowl so that's why nbc like traded up to get it and so they could like stack on yeah all this stuff um yeah the winter olympics are just not as i don't know they're not as engaging for for whatever reason like figure skating is fascinating mm-hmm. but it's not something like i've obviously never done gymnastics or figure right. skating but i like find myself rather watching gymnastics okay track and field is like fascinating and i'd rather watch that than cross-country skiing you know like it's just i do enjoy snowboarding though snowboarding is cool like the freestyle stuff is cool even like the slalom course like the big jumps like all that is like it's fun to watch the new but, like mixed event yeah that happened i watched that live that was exhilarating that's the thing too though is like this is my issue with the olympics i love them as a kid because i didn't have anything to do usually right especially during the summer now that i'm an adult i'm gone for most of the day mm-hmm and I feel like also things get spoiled now. Yeah. It, it, for the Summer Olympics especially, I would, like, when I'd go to work in the morning, every day on, like, my Apple News thing would be, like, who won what? And it's, like, we didn't actually see those events till, until especially the on. swimming and stuff, which is really, like, what we, we watch a lot of. Yeah. Um, you know, that wouldn't come until 8 at night here. And I'd know the whole day, like, well, I know so-and-so got gold or, you know, like, that just sucks, too. Yeah. Because there's not like once I know the results, why am I it's watching? Like, yeah, <laughs> why that mixed event though? The two older snowboarders mm-hmm. that was awesome because I had no idea what was gonna happen. I didn't even realize that it was a mixed event. I was like, why are the guys down here like cheering? Like, I thought it was their coaches or something like that, right? And then Team USA ends up winning by like a second or two, and then you realize they're both like in their 40s almost, and it's a new event. and they just won Olympic gold for the first time in this event. I was like, that's pretty cool. We got to watch ourselves, dude. Can't be talking about 40-year-olds like that. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. I just got to gotta watch ourselves. Um, we get, we're getting on the wrong side of 20. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill. Still, still got three more Olympics before then. <laughs> I, I, too, think of my life in Olympic cycles. 
Uh, I see you scrolling. There's yeah, I'm, barely any I'm, hard in I know, I know. So I'm looking in vain, but they do have Ooh. the cream, boys. I don't like the buttons, though. But yeah, you know, I, I am seeing they haven't discounted the Ben Simmons stuff yet. Interesting. On, on Fanatics, so. Think yeah, I was just seeing if I could get lucky. They get in the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get in the Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. They uh, apparently the other night, yesterday it was, uh, people were buying the Harden jerseys and the people in the store were telling people, sorry, we're out of the crypto patch. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally okay. It's actually better that way. <laughs> Can we also just end on a nice little podcast bit too uh, that we inducted into our Hall of Fame? The amount of crypto commercials shoved down our throats oh during God. that Super Bowl was disgusting. Not a great year for commercials actually. No. There was only the one I absolutely loved was uh the mayor of flavor town the guy fieri like bud light seltzer the the uh ryan reynolds uh lays or not ryan reynolds uh paul rudd and uh seth rogan uh lays commercial that's pretty good that was Uh, good anna kendrick's rocket mortgage one Mm -hmm. was pretty funny outside of that kind of a too much crypto metaverse yeah the crypto ponzi scheming exhausting like we get it. It was like the also we get it. Fuck the QR code commercial. <laughs> what were what are we doing? You know what's annoying about that is every crypto bro was like that was a genius commercial. Right? It's like shut up. Oh, they won. <laughs> they won this. They won the commercials. It's amazing. It, you know what? It says so much about you that you were amazed by that. Commercials <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> like come on. It's like we we dealt with that screensaver all of our childhood. We don't need it on it's our TVs impressive. for thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, not a not a great. Uh, and not you know where they failed? Here. They failed because at the end of the commercial, they showed what it was for. Right. If they would have just cut it off and let it be a QR code bouncing around, better off. Better off. You would have got better results. Uh, the NFL commercial was good. The NFL commercial, I feel, is always like the best one the past couple oh, of years. Oh, is that the one where the, the video game characters? Yeah. Like, yeah. That was good. I, I, NFL should do more stuff like that. Like, that felt NBA almost. Because mm-hmm. like, they did the like one a couple years ago with like Peyton the, Manning and... Yeah, like leaning into the history a little bit and leaning into like the individual players rather than just like, I don't know. I did see people ragging on uh, them putting the baby in the Reggie White jersey because Reggie White never wore that iteration of Eagles jersey. <laughs> well, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. Uh, the historical uh, fact checker was out that day. <laughs> That's all we got for you guys. Be sure to follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI, uh, so you know when we go live. And... Uh, of course, be sure to follow us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Matt at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feeds as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Full video episodes of the podcast are coming very soon. Uh, just search Underground Sports Philadelphia on YouTube. You'll be able to find the channel. And uh, check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, 
Bob Novick Auto Mall. Hopefully, uh, working some things out with them soon. Uh, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC. It is tax season. Go see the best in the game. And the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. And Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker. See who's got Kenwood Beer on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 404. For Matt, I'm KB. James Harden's a sixer, and we will see you guys next time. Peace. Champions.